Hey, 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 everyone. Hoping everyone is good. Hoping everyone is great. I hope that the weekend brought you, you know, something great. Hope you got some rest. Hope you relaxed a little bit. If you had a chaotic weekend, I surely apologize. Um, and I hope that the, you know, this week levels everything out. When it's a Monday, it feels like a Monday. It's mundane, but you know, it's all in the way in which we think. So I want us to rearrange the way that we look at the beginning of the week or any day. Um, and just bring forth positive thinking and, you know, move towards a place where we are not uh, scrounging about or contorting our faces on a Monday or a Tuesday, something that just, you know, aligns with something bad. On my Instagram page, I shared a snippet and it was about um, being there for people and the understanding that we as people Uh, We give in the capacity that we can give wholeheartedly and being there for people, maybe um, as showing up for them when they need uh, support. We give monetarily when they have a deficit, you know, in their money, helping to pay bills, assisting wherever, providing clothes, shelter, what have you, and just being the bridge for those who don't have because openly, you know, we honor and we give, we love, and we want to be there. What I realize in those situations, because, you know, as you journey along, um, you become wise in situations and situations bring upon uh, I don't know, epiphanies, right? You just kind of see that people are not created equal. The people that you started off with helping and assisting and, you know, talking to, it may have worked and they thank you and they go about their way and, you know, and then you journey along and then you find other people and you realize that you are stuck in a cycle of helping people who cannot help themselves. So because of your availability and your willingness beforehand to help those um, and has been helped by, you know, look, your your giving of money or your giving of time, your giving of conversation because there was a positive recourse behind that connection. You just kind of feel like this next one will be and then you understand that sometimes it's not the first time that there will be a conclusion or the second time or the third time. And so you wish with positive thinking that the way in which you connect and help would assist this person. And then you realize further along (laughs) a year in some months and that the person pulling from you is pulling so much from you that you're tired. I want us to recognize when our enough is enough when it comes to helping people. And I want to emphasize this, that we are not the savior of other people, right? And not even in the biblical connotation or tone, but there are a lot of people who are looking to be saved. I'll put that in quotations, looking to be saved, but really not looking to be saved. 
There are people who will pull on our heartstrings and, and I'll even talk about people who need advice, who are stuck into situations and don't know how to navigate through and see that's quite difficult because when people are in sticky situations and they um, need your advice, you are trying to navigate them also with understanding that they have baggage and other issues that may deter them from getting to the end, the conclusion. So you have a bit of patience and understanding that when you're navigating, you know, it may take a while, right? And this is why we get pulled in longer than expected. But down the line, you realize that the person that you're giving the advice to doesn't use the advice, but with the patience, right? We go through and we're thinking, okay, listen, we see it for how we see it. Okay, we're not um, in the situation as deep as they are. You give grace because you understand it's complicated. And so you begin to work with people and work with people until you realize that some people will call on you to get this advice and get this assistance and get this help to not listen to you at all. To only phone you or message you as if it's as if as if it is an emergency to pull on your heartstrings so that you are answering phone calls, so that you are the go-to emergency person because they like to complain. And I want to say this, this doesn't happen with every single person because, you know, sometimes when you put things out there in the atmosphere, people think that it is a general statement for all. But we've all been uh, accompanied by people who always need advice but never take it. And so you go in this round and roundabout situation over and over with this person who never seems to get it right. Not only is it exhausting to always answer the phone and, you know, be diligent in your text and making sure that you are intentional and making sure that you're showing up and making sure that you are that person because you understand that from your point of view, they don't have anyone to talk to, but it is really killing you inside because now this extended moment is extended upon the time you thought that you would be here. I want to offer you some advice with people who keep pulling you in and saying, I just need help. I need you to, can you get me out of the situation or can you give me some key points to help me navigate through? And you've given them all that you can give at some point, baby, we got to back up. We have to be true and honest with people and sit in, you know, the place of honesty and say, I have helped you as much as I can by giving you the wisdom and, you know, the dialogue and the conversations to assist you out of your situation. But I can only do my part and do so much. And therefore, you have to do what you have to do for yourself. Some people don't like to take accountability for their part in the matter. They want people to feed them something and they want to constantly complain because let's be honest, some people like to be the victim as well. And you have to be careful with that. Take a step back. 
when that person begins to call you or text you as if it's an emergency again, the same way they did before. Take a step back and collect yourself, get yourself together, calmly, you know, answer the phone or align yourself enough to where you can text a complete sentence and paragraph and explain why it is that you are no longer available for what they need. This is setting a boundary. People will pull your energy out of you if you allow them to. We can only do so much. And this is why I said that we cannot be a savior to people. They have to be accountable for their position. And guess what? To be honest, we have to be accountable for ours as well. I'm going to take accountability for the fact that I let this extend far beyond the time in which I was supposed to be talking to you in the first place. But we were practicing grace, right? And we were ensuring that we were doing all that we could to ensure that these people were going to get to where they were coming from, coming to. And then when we realized that with everything that we given, they're not coming to an end. (laughs) It's problem after problem after problem. You have to pull back. The tricky thing with some of these situations is that when family is involved, oh, it's a whole other type of situation. I want you to realize and understand something. And I don't say this to be mean, but I say this to be honest. Family operates just like people. Family is just like people. Family is constructed just like the next person. The only reason why we treat or think of family as special is because we put an emphasis on family and connection. But family will pull you. And I mean, they will pull all of the energy out of you because they feel that we owe them something. When it comes to money and family, I don't, you know, that's a little sticky. I have had several situations with family members where money was exchanged or money was given. And many times, many times, based on the situation at hand, if I know that they are, you know, in a rough situation, I will give and not expect it to be given back to me. Right. And that's fine. Like, I, you know, I'm one of those people where I'll give um, like fifty dollars that I'm cool with that. I'm cool with you know, a loss of $50 and not getting, you know, getting it back. But when it comes to big sums, like a thousand dollars, baby, I'm gonna need my money paid back. And I'm talking about in increments, however you can. I'm nice, but I need my money back. And when it comes to family and, and the dynamic of money and family, that whole situation is real itchy and scary. Because family feels as if we're supposed to overextend for them. And when we stop extending, they call us difficult. (laughs) When we stop helping, they call us crazy. When we put up our boundaries, they say, oh, they done changed. But baby, you are acting just like the person next door (laughs) when you are acting just like any other person there is no difference 
The second thing, you know, on top of the first thing which was stated was to pull back and acknowledge that this is a little heavy on me and therefore I cannot, you know, be in this position anymore. The second thing you have to do is establish those boundaries. You have to say, this is where I stop and I'm no longer going to be the go-to whenever you need something because guess what? At the end of the day, can I really, really come to you? If I was in a dilemma and I acted as if it was an emergency the way that you act like everything is an emergency with you, can I really come to you? And how fast would you act with me? Hmm? Would you be silent or would you act quickly? And these are the things that we need to ask ourselves when it comes to family and friends and connections. How would they reciprocate that energy? I think when we pull ourselves into situations with intentions on doing good, all we ever see is the good part of what we do. And we become blind in the moment because for a lot of us, our goodness that is in our hearts and that leads with our mind is the part of us that, you know, let's be honest, inside always wanted that type of person for ourselves and so we push through because it makes us feel good at the end especially when it's when it is a success story right and secondly you know that you did something that just made you smile at the end of the day not even posting a bragging because you know when you have a good heart and when you're helping people um just you know from the depths of your soul you're not looking for an applause you're not looking to brag you are not looking for anyone to recognize you you are doing so because you want to and it's a feel good right but let's not be blinded in any way by by what's really real and that's the fact that all people are not alike and they will not appear alike and they will not treat us alike and they just the even the ending won't be alike at some point baby you gotta grab yourself and pull yourself backwards and realize that you can't help every single person no matter how much you try even in your goodness even in your wholeness, even at your biggest capacity, even, you know, with the deficits that they may be suffering, it is not your job to save people. It may be in you to bring them to a certain point, but baby, you can't save everyone. Number one, we got to be honest with ourselves and with them. When you get to the point where you are pushed and your energy is depleted, your capacity is no longer filled and you are on empty, you have to be honest with these folks about where you are and what you cannot do anymore. That's number one. Number two, we setting up boundaries. Now that we have learned from, you know, a person and how they move, we set up boundaries so that we are not in this situation again. Number three, we learned the lesson. Like learning the lesson is the ultimate. 
we're not going to go into this again, but I want to say this number four, even though people have acted the way that they have acted with you and shown you a part of themselves that seems to be you know, a little bit too much, never change your heart. And I want to point that out. You can still be loving. You can still be giving. You can still have all of the counterparts that make you you. You don't change because some people were difficult for you to handle. All of the good parts still need to be exuded but you can still have limitations on how you give, how you show up and how you work with people. Don't make people make you mean, you know, don't make people uh, pull you away from opportunities to help and assist where there is a need. And also, you know, the most important, and I ask this very often, Lord, give me discernment. And I, you know, a lot of us, a lot of us get it. Even if you are too deep into, you know, the situation, God will show you where that person has done wrong. I want to tell you, I want to share this story with you. So um, there was a young lady that I was helping and um, every so often she would need money for her kids, this, that and the other. And I don't, you know, listen, it seems like a commonality in some people where they make these outlandish um lies to pull at your heartstrings and get you to do you know the things that they want you to do so anyway I was helping this young lady again she had kids and um I would give her money every you know so often and and she really didn't she wasn't one of those people who hit me up every week it was every so often I didn't mind I didn't mind and um so anyway you know that was that and then it started coming more often and she explained that she lost her job and I was like okay cool you know on the back end you were handling because when I would give her money it was like $20 here $20 there it wasn't a lot she made up this whole outlandish story about one of her kids and I felt I just felt horrible because everything that she had showed me and told me before was always the truth so I had no reason to believe that this young lady was being dishonest with me and so she needed a little bit more money and y'all I didn't mind because again she didn't present lies to me this is how God works (laughs) so um the lie she told was that you know her child was in the hospital and Um, she's a single parent and she had to have somebody to watch the kids because the child was underage and she needed to be there at the hospital and she needed to pay the babysitter, which was a family member. They wanted to get paid because they had to take the children to school, blase, blase, boom, boom, boom. So anyway, she needed a little bit of money. Totally understandable. I get it. I sent the young lady $200. She didn't ask for the $200. This is key, y'all. This is key. This is key. I sent her over what she needed because I understood as a single mother, it's going to take a little bit more. So I sent the money. She thanked me. She was gracious like always. And the next day I went to a dollar store. (laughs) I pulled up and I pulled up on the side and all of her kids were with her. 
even this child that was supposed to be in the hospital intact, she didn't see me because I was on the side of the store. And in that moment, I wasn't angry, but I was very disappointed. And so instead of me, you know, walking in and, you know, making it obvious that I was there and showing my face, I said, I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave. I pulled out and I decided to go to another store because at that moment I saw what I needed to see. You know, like I didn't have to prove a point. She didn't know, but I knew. I didn't say a word. I didn't text her. Hey, I seen you at the store. I didn't give her a round of questions. Well, what, you know, what room is your baby in? Blah, blah, blah. No, because God showed me what I needed to see. So about a month and a half later, she texted me and, you know, she asked for more money, but it was like $20. She was back to the low, you know, asking and, um, you know, the flesh said, don't reply right? You know how we get when we get petty. The flesh said, don't reply. And so I went to not reply to her. And then I began to, you know, feel convicted. Uh, And I was sitting there and I said, you know, I, I feel like I need to say something, but I don't know what I need to say. So God, just take over this whole situation because I want to let her know that I know that she was lying. But and here's my thing. This is not for everybody. OK, because we are all different. But here's my thing. I'm one of those people that even if I'm disappointed or angry, I will never purposely disrespect you. OK, so I still needed to follow through with being the same person that I've always been, right? I could have flown off the handle. I could have texted her some nasty stuff. But at the end of the day, like I understand she's a single mother. She did me wrong. She did. But I didn't have to be um, nasty towards her. So I asked, you know, God, give me the words that I need to say. And I said on it, right? And so I texted her and I said, hey, um, unfortunately, you know, I will no longer be giving you any money. And I said, the day that you text and told me that your child was in the hospital, I sent you money. And I said, on my behalf, I sent you over um, what you initially asked for because I want to make sure that you were good. Now, listen, one thing about me is I will explain it to the T, baby. Okay, I will explain it to the T because I want you to understand where my heart's coming from. Not to be nasty, but to be real. And um, so I explained that to her and I said, I, you know, I gave you over the amount that you asked because I gave from my heart. And I said, well, what you don't know is that the very next day when you were at the dollar store, I parked at the side and I saw you with all of your kids and they looked fine. And I said, I'm very disappointed because I gave freely from my heart and you as a single mother that pulled at my heartstrings and I wanted to make sure that you and the kids were straight. And I said, you know, because of that and you not being honest and truthful, because, listen, we, we, we got to be real with them. With you not being honest, you know, and truthful with me, I can no longer serve you. OK, I can no longer be there for you. And it's unfortunate that this situation has come to what it's come to. And I sent the text And, you know, well, I read it over before I sent it because I wanted to make sure that anything that I said, number one, 
didn't sound so in anger. Okay. Number two, that I got out what I needed to say, you know, because listen, I got my bullet points to let you know, baby, I was there that day. Okay. I could have even went, you know, for the description of what she had on, but you know, hey, that's a little petty. Anyway, and I sent the message. And normally when there's an interaction between us, when we text, she'll text right back. And y'all, I didn't get a a text until two hours later. And she sent me this long paragraph. And she was, she took accountability. She was honest. She said, I'm so sorry. I was in a situation. I need a little bit more money than I had asked for. I do appreciate you sending the money. And she was like, I'm, I'm so sorry. And you're correct. I was wrong about it. And I could, we could have went back and forth, but I chose not to. Okay. Because the point of the matter was I saw what I needed to see. God put me in that situation at that time to see that my heart was being overextended for someone that I had grown close to because she had kids and I knew her situation. Her situation wasn't a lie that I knew, but she took advantage of my heart and I gave more because I felt compelled to in the moment because, you know, she only gave up, you know, she only asked for a little bit. So I ended that situation and I ended it on a good note. And here's here's the key to this. Again, everyone is different. I can't tell you how to be. I can't tell you how to show up. But this is what I do know. That was a conversation through text. Right. Uh, A couple of months later, I saw her at the store. We passed by each other. We were walking by each other. Her kids, um, they saw me and they were waving. So it was like, it was acknowledgement from, acknowledgement from the kids. So it's not like we could ignore it. And I was waving and I hugged one of the kids and she looked me in the face. And you know, of course, when you get caught up, people look shamed, but I'm not that type of person. And I gave her a hug and I said, I hope everything, you know, is going well for you. And she said, it's getting better. And I left it as that. And I told the kids bye. I told her goodbye. And I went on to where I went to. Here's what I needed her to understand in that moment. Number one, I don't have any ill will feelings, whatever, towards you because you did what you did. Okay. Sometimes God places people in your lives in that situation to assist and help. But by my own volition, Okay, I didn't have enough discernment in the situation to just give initially what she asked for and not even knowing that she was lying to me. But see, the aftermath of me seeing her at the store with all of her kids being intact and fine was what I needed to see. Like God stopped it, you know, right then through that situation. Additionally, I also needed her to know and understand, and this is why we have to be careful on how we show up for other people as well. We can still be ourselves, our our true selves. My nature is not to be nasty at all. Like I'm 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 still gonna be good, right? I'm still gonna show you grace. I'm still going to be nice. Your kids have nothing to do with it. Like I could have been nasty and just acted like I didn't see the kids and walk off. That's not who I am. I'm going to hug those kids because they're innocent. I'm gonna hug you to let you know that although you did wrong. I still see you because you were, you know, struggling mother. But the next time, don't play over people because you don't know where God positions other people to see the BS that you're doing. Okay, so let's let's recap. Okay, let's recap. Number one, let's be let's be real. 
um, with other people when we are being pulled and our energy is being depleted. Let's be real about how we feel and let's be honest and tell them, listen, I can't do it anymore. I can't be your savior. I cannot assist. I can't help. I'm done. Okay, I've done all that I can do. We can go on and on in circles. But guess what? Until you're ready to do for you, that's when you'll get it. Number two, let's talk about the boundaries. We got to set boundaries with people. If we don't have boundaries, they'll always run us over, right? Takers don't mind taking. They will take forever and ever and ever until you pull back. You have to pull back. Number three, don't let anyone change who you are at the core. Don't let anybody change your heart. Okay. Bad situations will make you, you know, appear, look, act a little differently, but don't be different in the sense of changing who you are at the core. Okay. And last, pray for discernment when it comes to people and how you should continue to move. That is very, very important. Pray for discernment. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so glad that you shared this space with me. I am so just full of every single person that has connected, who has commented um, and left a review on the podcast, who are sharing their words with me through social media and messages. I truly um, just connect with so many people and I just feel like we are all the big family. I forgot to introduce myself in the beginning. I'm Lisa Marie. So if you're listening to this and this is your first time, thank you so much. So I decided to put my podcast on YouTube. Okay, the visual um, version, the audio version you can find on Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio and Google Podcast. So if you are a visual person, join me here on YouTube. If you are a audible person, join me on the podcast on Apple, Google, iHeartRadio and Spotify. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you much for just sharing this space with me. Thank you so much for just, I don't know, I feel like I want to give everybody a big hug, right? (laughs) Like y'all have been so gracious. And even the ones who may not agree with everything that I say, I'm glad that many of you disagree in grace, right? Because there's some nasty people out here. And so I'm just happy that we are all mature, connected, positive people. I hope, you know, that you, if you are watching me on YouTube, I hope that you will subscribe. Uh, to the channel and that we connect and we do this again. And if you are enjoying the podcast, I hope that I have your ears and you are listening. I'm not going to prolong this. Make sure that you are protecting your peace, your energy, that you are obtaining boundaries. You're being honest about yourself and your connection with people that you are being upfront and telling people where you got to stop and you're being upfront and telling yourself where you got to stop and um you're not changing who you are because bad apples you know fell into the bunch thank you so much i'm signing off i love y'all peace